3: The Orange waited until the last game of the season to pull out their biggest win, and they did so without scoring from the field the last 8 minutes and 45 seconds, cementing the appropriate title of the Cardiac Cuse. We'll give you the quadrant breakdown heading into the ACC tournament. This game's fan feedback, and Syracuse heads to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn for the rubber match against Wake Forest, and the first round of the ACC tournament Tuesday, March 5th at 7. Let's go.
4: some noise orange fans it's
5: time for the Hughes Nation podcast with Sean and Joe give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cuse Nation podcast
3: all right what's up Qs Nation thanks for tuning in to the QS Nation podcast with Sean and Joe if you like it please share it uh, at the end of this episode we are going to play for you the um, Lawrence Moten obviously most of you know had his jersey put in the rafters and Cuse TV uh, the official Syracuse Athletics YouTube channel put together a little something so uh, we've cut that and we'll put that in we'll close the show out with that so the audio from that just to let you know um, all right, Syracuse set the crowd record and has broke it now two times this year. The Orange improved to 19-12 and 12 overall, 8-10 in the ACC, beating number 18 Clemson 55-52 in front of 28,670 fans. And I just have to pause to say that I am seriously shocked and thankful for the Syracuse fans that show up to these games sometimes. I mean, Syracuse area just got pounded with, like, 18 inches of snow. Uh, I know, the, amazing. The day before, and you get twenty eight plus thousand, almost 29,000 fans out there for a game. It's awesome. Yep. And uh, enough cannot be said about them. You don't find fans like this across the country. You just don't. So they get an A-plus, and everybody else can pretty much go pound sand. So, all right. Brissett yes. and Battle, exactly right. Brissett and Battle led the Orange with 17 <laughs> points each. Brissett 4 for 9 from the field, 1 for 4 from 3, and 8 of 9 from the line. Battle was 5 for 20 from the field, 2 for 5 from 3, and 4 for 4 at the line. Howard only with 11 points. Uh, he, he struggled a little bit. He was 4 for 14. Two of those were 3s. The Qs shot only 30% from the field as a team to Clemson's 40. My notable, you know, my notable has to be Marek, I guess, with the eight points, rebounding from a very flat last few games, especially the last game he had. He just, he just looked like a deer caught in the headlights. He was three for eight and two for three from the line. Marquise uh, Reed led the Tigers with 21 points. He was the only Clemson player to hit a three, going five for seven from behind the arc, and 18 points from Elijah Thomas. He gave Syracuse fits all day, um, on defense and offense, so uh, he was great. Finally, Syracuse turned the ball over seven times and won the battle of the boards, thirty-six to thirty-three, with fifteen offensive rebounds. That very well could have been the difference. <laughs> those those offensive rebounds, uh, because I think the possessions were Syracuse with fifty-six and Clemson with fifty-seven. So, um, all right, Joe, you know we had to have it. And this would be a totally different show today without a win yesterday yeah. in the dome to close out the season. Uh what do you think?
6: No, oh, it was definitely a must win. Like you said, uh definitely big shout out to the fans. Not only did they uh they battle a snowstorm to get there and again I think it was the what, the most people in a game this year. So I think that's yeah. the third time we've done that this year. So yep. um but and, and they were loud. So uh they, Very loud. a lot of times, yeah, a lot of times we we kind of get get at them a little bit for not
3: for not being you loud know, enough
6: right for being there but not being in into the game and uh, yesterday they definitely were uh, there was definitely a, a sense of urgency with that game last yesterday and um the players were motivated and maybe it took a real quick you know timeout after the first 20 something seconds to yeah, uh that was that let set that the pace sink for in. Howard <laughs> yeah pretty much but overall as far as a grade goes uh give it an a minus just because as ugly as it looked we were going against a very, very good defensive team. And um it wasn't just our big three that played. Um everyone played. Without Merrick's offense, without Chuku's defense, I mean that double block in that one play was just ridiculous. I have That's, no idea how he got off I have the floor no idea. that fast. It's like but I mean just in his hands, I mean he knocked away a couple of balls, got a steal. So without Merrick's offense and without um without uh, Chuku's defense, then we probably don't win that game. Um, also, without Tyus Battle's little little run there coming out of the second half where I think he scored eight straight points, that was pretty big for us too. So it's tough to give one person an actual player of the game. So I'm not going to do that. What I'm going to do is just morph Merrick and Chuku into one player with their <laughs> offense and their defense, and that was the player of the game. So,
3: Yeah, you know, that's uh, thinking outside the box a little bit. Yeah, uh, they were stellar, and Chukwu like watching a giant climb out of a hole for that second yeah. block on that play. I mean, it, was there a was there a defensive play that was that can even come close to that this year from Syracuse basketball?
6: I don't know. We've had some good ones. We're a very good you know blocking team. We have. Two in of... a row, though. On... <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I like I said. I think also a lot. A lot of it has to do with you know, if if you see Brissett do that or something, you'd think, oh yeah. But you know, with Chuko, he looked banged up just running oh, around. Hey, he couldn't so. even
3: get down the court fast. So right, and he limped the whole way. So I but, mean, uh... when
6: he fell down, it looked like it was going to take him five minutes to get up. And for <laughs> exactly. some reason, you know, somehow exactly. he got up faster than the other guy that fell and. Blocked the shot out of nowhere. So.
3: I know. It was great. Uh, they, they played what they scratched and clawed all day. You know, n- nothing looked easy. Everything was a, was a struggle. They did get to penetrate a little bit. And after getting killed by the three ball against BC, Clemson yeah. was only 5 of 16 overall. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Gabe DeVoe, who's a 41% uh, three-point shooter, was 0 for 6. I mean, you only had one guy that was able to connect from three. So, yeah. And yeah. I know it's a struggle to score. And I get that, and it's been the story of the season, but both teams went about six minutes without scoring in the first half, and I just wish that Syracuse could take something like that and capitalize on some solid defensive play once in a while because come. You know, now is the time of the year when you need when you actually need to really capitalize on that stuff. And now it's important. So I get it that it's hard. It's something we've struggled with all year. But uh, the bright side, Mark looked more more confident even after missing shots. That was good to see. He was able to penetrate a couple times. He even showed off a little spin move to the bucket one time. He had a nice (laughs) little floater. I mean, you you know, he could do it. I want to see more of that from Mark. I want to see that because he can change it. He can change a lot of things. People coming into the games thinking, oh, you got to worry about Battle, Brissett and Howard. You add Mark into the mix, like you were saying, and you can add a whole entire different dynamic to uh, the offense. So good to see him doing that. Um, I thought it was great. So anyway, the one thing, though, that bothers me, I get the the feeling. (laughs) I get the feeling that uh, Moyer doesn't have his, his heart. In, in in the game right now, and um, you know he was getting reamed out by Coach Joe, and he just looked like he couldn't care less. Just like whatever, whatever. Hall of Fame coach reaming me out because I'm 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 making bad plays, and I couldn't care less. So. I feel that, you know,
6: yeah.
3: that needs to be corrected, like,
6: to no, yesterday. No, I think Beheim showed in the second half that he could care less if Moyer sits his butt on the bench for the whole half. I so. know,
3: but why, though, man? Why? I mean, this is you, – you're you're part of a team, man. Like, you grew up doing this. You should know that. It's, it's You know, it's like he's – it's like he thinks he's too good to be criticized. Like, he's too – like, he's above that or something. And, uh, you know, I – we can come back. We can hit that back. Hit a minus. A minus. I agree. The first time, maybe the first time you and I agree on a grade, considering everything, I would have given him an A, honestly, um, just because of the type of win it was. But because I had chest pains for the last hour, uh, <laughs> I knocked him down a notch. So um, yeah. my my player of the game. I'll take Brissette. I'll take kind of the obvious route here. He was he was awesome, you know. Uh, two steals. He had three blocks too, and you know, just he was able to penetrate. It was good to see him able to penetrate too and actually finish some of these. And he and he did fantastic from the line, eight for nine. So good job for him. So yeah. Um. Fine. Do you want to piggyback on anything real quick? Final thought.
6: Well, I just think that a little bit of yesterday's game. What I wanted to mention was, if you look at it, uh, I mean they. Syracuse beat every beat them in every category that we talk about, Uh, free throws, um, rebounding, offensive and and defensive steals, points off turnovers, turnovers. turnovers. We shot a better three point percentage. Uh, The only thing that they beat us in was field goal percentage. So, again, like we we won all those categories and still talking about
3: we only won by three.
6: So that's what Clemson does. They make it difficult to beat you and you got to be able to make some plays at the end of the game and and then we did so
3: yeah it was great defense too at the end of the game that won it and that's been kind of our formula all year so uh, yep
6: and uh, every single jim beyham should buy a defibrillator for every single Syracuse fan that should <laughs> <Yeah>. be something <laughs> they that comes along with being it should <laughs> be under the seat
3: it should be under the seat at the dome but you yep. know pull in case of emergency <laughs> yep um all right uh the the 17 points bet uh points battle scored solidified his 1,000 career points. Uh, he's 60. He is 62nd 1,000-point score in Syracuse basketball history, and they total among Division I teams in fifth for that stat. Uh, Syracuse mm-hmm. is now 2-10 and 10 when trailing at the half. The only other victory when trailing at the half was Georgetown back in December. Syracuse's win was the Orange's first of the year against a team that was ranked in the AP Top 25. We know that. Well, one in six now against Top 25 this season. The attendance record, largest on-campus crowd for basketball game this season, and of course, Clemson leads the series four to three. All right, Joe. I imagine that we had to improve, had to have improved a little bit here, uh, heading into tournament play for one of our last looks at rpi before the uh the tournaments the other two big tournaments start so uh how much did that help us out we were at we were at 50 just to refresh we were at 50 rpi and we were and we were at a 15 strength of schedule right
6: i think it was 16 but it's similar close enough
3: all right all right go ahead where are we at now buddy
6: Okay, so after yesterday, and all these stats are based upon realtimesrpi.com, uh, and it was the results of last night. Um, I looked at everything this morning, so nothing that's happened today has any effect toward uh, toward this. But currently, our RPI is forty-two, strength schedule thirteenth. Uh, we sit at nineteen and twelve for the season, eight and ten in the ACC. So, um, got us an 11th seed in the ACC tournament. And um, as far as our quadrant wins, it did shift a little bit. Uh, obviously, the wind got us another quadrant one win. So, with the quadrant one, we went from two and seven to three and seven. Uh, the one hit that we did take a little bit is uh, this past weekend. Maryland lost. Early And that was their conference game. So I don't know if they have they might have a non-conference game maybe in between this next week or whatever. But the Big Ten after today, they're going to be done um, all the way up to Selection Sunday. So I don't really think they have any chance to to build up the resume. And by them losing, they actually the Maryland game dropped down to a quadrant three. Win oh, and, uh, okay. Toledo lost this weekend and it also dropped them down to uh, quadrant three wins. So this is, we might have gotten better in the quadrant one. Uh, so we're currently three and seven with that. But quadrant two, after this weekend, we dropped down to two and three from four and three because we lost those two wins, which pumps up our quadrant three wins to nine and two, and our quadrant five to five and zero. Oh. So, um, and it's it's right there too. Toledo's RPI is like. Eightieth Maryland's is like seventy eighth or something like that. I mean, and the cutoff is seventy. They get to the seventy five, and and that's a quadrant two win. So they're right there. But um, so I don't I don't know. I mean, again, this is this is all new to us. We have no idea what the committee's going to be looking for, and what's going to be um, what's going to be their stat of the year as far as what they want to. Yeah.
3: yeah, it's like you know. they put it out there. You know, you think that to me, like right now, if, it, if the season ended, if there's no ACC tournament, okay. We're in.
6: Uh, I, I believe that too.
3: Uh, you know, you add in the ACC tournament, and it's still an unknown, and we don't know what's going to happen. And
6: well, yeah, but for all those other, for all those guys out there, for all those the NIT bound and yeah. people that think yeah. that we have to win the ACC tournament to get into the tournament, they, um, they're not paying just, attention. No, because just today, this morning, I checked uh, Jerry Palm's uh, bracketology with CBS and he had us in a playing game. And also, uh, I believe bracketville.com, which has been the most accurate bracketology uh, website in the past five years, has got us in the playing game as well. So, like you said, absolutely. If there were no conference games and, and the season ended today and selection Sunday was today, yeah. we would be in. Right. So.
3: Yeah. I mean, the uh, season has not been like a, a, a huge failure. We just. No. We just. We just didn't have any big wins, um, until yesterday, <laughs> which, yeah. you know, thank God we got it because, you know, absolute last chance, obviously. And, and we got it. So all right, Joe, time for fan feedback. Okay. Fan I, tried, feedback. I tried to pull a lot of positive things. Um, a couple, mm. we'll, we'll go through these quick. Um, to save time for tournament ACC Tournament Talk, go to Facebook.com forward slash Q's Nation Podcast. Give us a thumb up there. I was all over Twitter. I'm getting the hang of the Twitter thing. I'm getting the hang of the Twitter thing. At Q's Nation Show on Twitter if you want to give us
6: a follow. And uh, I'm getting the hang of reading what you're posting. Yeah. So Are you keep reading? it up yeah. there, Tweety. Oh,
3: yeah, dude.
6: Well, come on. Come on. Help me out. Oh, you, oh, I didn't know you want. Okay. Yeah,
3: you're hooked up in there. You can go tweet, too. Goodness gracious. Tweet, tweet. And uh, um, what was I going to say? Um, 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 I forget. Okay, great. All right, so I had posted something after the game that said, uh, you know, we're still alive, not over yet. You know, we'll see what happens in the tournament, something along those lines on Facebook. And we got we got Steve. Steve's, Steve's a Syracuse fan. And Steve...
6: We think?
3: <laughs> no, I think he is. I think he is. And I'm not sure if Steve is a pessimistic or a realist but uh, a pessimist or a realist rather, but uh, he, goes, he goes ahead. He says, I disagree, still going to the NIT, but we don't know what's going to happen in the tournament yet. So, mm. you know, I mean, you know, but I, I responded to him. I said, I know, I know you do, Steve. I know you think we're going to the NIT. He's been saying that all year. So he did, yeah. he did admit, though, a great win, but finishing 8-10 and 10 in the conference is NIT bound.
6: I mean, I don't know. We're
3: one, one, one win away from 500.
6: Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's he wrote the same thing, I think, at halftime of the Cornell game. So
3: <laughs> First game of the season. <laughs> um, Charles said, uh, has to be one of my all-time favorite SU clubs simply because of how difficult the season has been for them, and yet they keep fighting. Give these kids an NCAA tourney bid. Charles, we need to give Charles a microphone.
6: Get him on the yeah. show,
3: right? What the hell? I
6: think that's yeah that might be the one thing like like you said it's great to watch Uh, I think we should all have defibrillators but um they've definitely they've definitely played above their head and a a team like this could easily have given up or you know put their head down and oh sometimes sometimes in the season I mean how many times this year has it looked like they have in one of the games or maybe at the end of one of the games where they lose a close one and then all of a sudden they come back and win a game that we never thought they would and erases all the bad stuff that happened, you know, prior to that. And here we are, bubble yeah, watch. Here, so.
3: here we are. And um, Charles nails it. I mean, I mean, after getting walloped by Boston right. College
6: last week, they came back. And and, and, and and you know what, too? Another thing that people get enamored by is, is, is whether or not the, the committee is going to pick bubble teams that they think can make runs or by deserving. You know, if you pick a team, if it gets near the end here, we we beat wake Forest, We get to UNC probably be in a situation where if you look at the deserving team, the team that played the toughest schedule that maybe won some games and look at their talent like we probably are going to be a more deserving bubble team. But we're probably not going to be one of the sexier bubble teams that somebody in the committee might think could make a sweet 16 run. So um, we'll have to wait and see.
3: Yeah, uh, Donald says they won by three points, and he and he LOLs like a teenager. I don't know who cares. If they won by one point. Yeah, I, I don't care. Joe, do you care? Don't care. Okay, I don't
6: care if it's half a point.
3: <laughs> I know, right? Um, Mick says, please don't tell me our please, yeah, please don't tell me they have a chance with this win to get in. Got got to the semis, Get to the semis in the ACC tourney, then maybe. I, I, you know, I don't know. I disagree with that. I disagree with that, and, and, and we'll talk about that.
6: If we make Go, to the semis, the ACC tournament will be a nine seed.
3: Yeah, right? <laughs> Get uh, out of here. Uh, Jen says, true fans stick with these kids, thick and thin. Exactly, Jen, exactly. This is your team. I don't know. I don't understand the bad-mouthing of your own team. Right. I, well, well, okay, I take it back. To a certain extent, I do all the time and then in the, the ignorant comments about they need to win the tournament they need to get to the semifinals to get in what oh, yeah. what i mean i don't understand i don't even understand that well no, i mean I'm, I'm a process. giants
6: fan and i had you know expectations coming in this year and up until when they were 100% eliminated i was positive
3: Yep, and, so. and and like larry says here whether we make the tourney or not i love my team they make memories that i will never forget i'm 60 years old uh seen ups and downs but always go orange that's right i mean you know we've been we've been you and i have both been watching them since the 80s you know so so there was plenty of i mean losing uh championships nothing crushes you like losing a championship when it's your team and you're a kid you know what i'm saying yeah so um uh let's see let's see one more here one more uh, Kevin says I enjoyed the game. It was great to see Moten honored, class act player. That that uh, speech he gave was good. I got chills when, when he was talking actually. And if you remember the you know the sock hike, that's what's in now. This guy was 20 years ahead of his time with this with the jacking up of the socks. So oh, yeah, uh, my son does that now, and uh, it's just hilarious. My brother
6: did it forever.
3: In in uh, the only I mean growing up you you did it because Moten. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then these kids do it now. It's hilarious. So, um, I mean, you know, I think staying positive right now, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, what else are you going to do? I'm not going to beat this team up. They have just no. fought and fought and fought and absolutely no reason to get down on them. Uh, no one's probably, they're, they're probably their own worst critic. Yeah, They're, they're harder on themselves than we will probably ever be, except for Moyer. Uh,
6: yeah, well, and uh, and I mean to be to be fair, when I learned that Torian Thompson was leaving, and then we had Thorpe, and then Thorpe left, I mean I thought realistically that we were probably going to be NIT bound anyway. So
0: yeah, I mean, that was that was my realistic
6: early. expectation was NIT bound. I thought that was a lot of people's, well, especially the experts. So do you think do you
3: think if we get in, Joe? I know what you think, but I'm going to ask you because I'm not sure if you've said it on the air or not. If we get what? into the NCAA tournament, is is this one of Jim Bayheim's best coaching expeditions or what? What do you think?
6: Yeah, I think it's so, got to be right.
3: It's got to be right. I mean, right up yeah. there with some of the Final Fours and obviously the championship because everybody's been counting us out in, in, in our own fans for months, halfway through the season. So yeah.
6: I so think we did. were, like, preseason to fi- finish, like, 13th or something like that in the ACC. And
3: well, we did. <laughs>
6: 11th. What,
3: what, are we 11th? hmm Oh, okay. All right. Um, all right. Well, that's it. That's all I got. Joe, anything to add? No, sir. No? All right. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Q's Nation podcast or at Q's Nation show on Twitter. All right, Joe. We are going to face... Wake Forest for a third time this year in Brooklyn. Ooh. Should be, should be a, a, a heavy Syracuse-filled stadium, I would imagine, for that game. Uh, we did get the extra half a day uh, to, yes, uh, to play not at noon but at 7. But these are games from here on out if we win. So go ahead. Give me, give me, your, give me your thoughts on Wake Forest and then give us, give us the path and what in your expectations and what um, what do you think is going to happen?
6: Uh, well, I don't think I talked to you yesterday when I was talking about the Wake Forest, Georgia Tech and um, who I'd rather play and what was going on with Boston College and Wake Forest and them. Um, and I honestly thought that I just don't think that we match up good against Wake Forest or Georgia Tech overall. Uh, but Georgia Tech, they beat Wake Forest, Boston College ended up losing so we played Wake Forest, um, really wasn't in our hands. Third time playing them, and they definitely they they definitely matched up good against us. If you can remember, I mean, first game, Bryant Crawford and Wilbican, they beat us up pretty good. Those are some, some tough guards that can shoot the home, three. Though.
3: They were at home. That was at their home.
6: Yeah, but home, they were still kind of there for like the, the um, home game for a little while when we played them at home, though, as well. Um, their big guy down low. Uh, more he's 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 been a a problem for us as well so i uh i only hope that they can come out with the same intensity and like you said playing in in new york um and the fact of the matter is is that if they don't lose this game then we're definitely not in so right again we're getting down to the point where last week was uh, against clemson was a must win and now this is a must win because there's going to be so many more games after us and uh That's probably what hurt us last year. I think last year, if we would have beat Georgia Tech and then gone on to the next round and played against a a tournament team, it would have boosted our our stock a little bit. We'd have played another game, Um, and I think that this year we're in a similar situation. So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of my go at it. I mean, twenty and going twenty and twelve, or possibly you know, if we go and we lose to to North Carolina, be in the second round. That's again going to be a difficult game. Uh, every game is going to be difficult, uh, so don't really know. I don't really know. No one knows. That's that's the one thing that you need. everyone wants to look at: who's more accurate about the bracketology and whatever. Like this is the first year with the quadrant system, man. So no one really knows.
3: Yeah, and we, and you know, the important thing I think though to take away from the Clemson game for one, keeping us alive. Second, you know. I think there was a lot of smiles on the faces of the kids at the end of that game, you know. They were they were proud to be, put themselves in the position that they're in, hopefully carrying that momentum, you know. The momentum is huge. It's key, you know, in confidence going into yeah. going into the end of the year. And yep. winning a game like that be, right before your conference tournament, I mean it only helps. It only helps. Yeah. So
6: And I and honestly I think uh, all we really have to do is just kinda play the way that we played. I thought I thought the same thing last time against Boston College was just more or less just push push the the zone out there. If they're going to shoot threes, they got to be deep. Like Reed was shooting them yesterday, uh, and force them to just go down low. Who care? I mean, that one guy, I forget his name, what was it? Elijah Thomas yesterday for. Uh,
3: yeah, Elijah Thomas.
6: Yeah, I mean, he had a great game, but let let them beat you down there because he did what he did, and it still wasn't enough. So, you know, make make their big men. Beat you. Don't let Bryant Crawford and Wilbakin both go for twenty plus yeah. and shoot fifty percent from the three point line. Yeah. If that happens, Make them do then... it with twos, man, if they're gonna do it. Right. And we just gotta keep up what we're what we're doing. We see the offense. You know, Dolge has gotta stay aggressive. Uh, our, our big three gotta try to take it to the hole and get to the line. Shoot the open shot when it's when it's there. And again, like I said, if we play defense like we did against Clemson and we push out and don't let them shoot the threes like that, then then we should be fine. I mean, they'll get their points in the middle, but as long as we just take care of the ball and just play smart and just don't let them beat us with the threes, I think we'll be okay.
3: All right. Well, okay, let me give you – I don't mean to give you a brain teaser. It's not a brain teaser. Just give me your opinion without mm-hmm. adding all the other specifics. Go to ACC tournament, beat Wake Forest, okay? Because we know mm-hmm. if, if we know if we lose, we're out, okay? Yes. Okay, go in, beat Wake Forest, get that extra game, against UNC will give us a, a a little bit of bump in strength of schedule. RPI won't go up that much if we lose. No. Do we, do we get in if we lose to UNC?
6: That's, that's a 50-50, isn't it? That's a tough call. That's a tough – that's – again, I mean, I've heard – you've heard me say it, and there's just a lot of variables that you said that you don't want me to go into specifics about, so <laughs> – There's a lot of variables that's gonna control that, but that's basically like yeah. That's basically like expect to not make it and be grateful if you do, kinda situation.
3: Yeah, but that's kinda
6: how I would go into it. it. I mean I've it but it's at it's 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 really it's at that scale to where you lose to Wake Forest, you're out. If you beat Wake Forest and you go in and you lose to North Carolina, you have no damn clue. And Then if you right. beat North Carolina, you're in. then then you're in. Oh, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, to me, that's kind of where it's at. But just because yeah. we lose if we were to beat Wake Forest and then lose There's- North Carolina, just because we lose North Carolina, does not mean necessarily that we'll be one hundred percent out. it'll just be a far shot right. It's again. always that
3: gray area, Joe, that we've always been we've always been back and forth on for the past like month. You know, if they do this and they do this and then you know, we're just always in that gray area.
6: and well, the gray area is the damn NCAA committee <laughs> yeah, that's what exactly. it's always been Exactly. because every right. year they have they have an excuse yeah, yeah. it could be anything well oh, your non-conference schedule wasn't tough enough Which oh is you didn't BS. have enough roadways you yeah. didn't have there's always so yeah. now that they came up with this you'd like to think that they'd go off of this quadrant thing but still we haven't really seen it in action in place right them right. explain it so this year it's i mean i'd be willing to bet that the bracketologist are going to be way off this year you know way off more than than normal and i think there'll be probably some some surprises as far as teams that people have been talking about that are in all along that don't make it and vice versa if if
3: you keep your rpi under 50 and your strength of schedule i'm talking specifically about syracuse and your strength of schedule you know around 10 to 15 i mean that's a strong resume just on the just based on those numbers by themselves yeah, you know we do have the road wins this year. We didn't have an easy conference schedule. We do have a signature win,
6: although it's one. It's bad losses are limited.
3: Bad losses were limited.
6: You know, right. uh, we. Did, but then uh, they have. But like I said, if you look, looking at it from the outside, well, well, they went. Eight, you went eight and ten in your conference.
3: One win, one win away from five hundred, though.
6: I right, mean, but still, I you know. weren't even five hundred in your conference.
3: Uh, yeah, I know, I know, but look at the conference.
6: There's, Always, but there's always an excuse. Oh, you went fourteen and two between quadrant three and quadrant four games, and you only went five and ten in between quadrant one and quadrant two games. Like, I
3: think I think that's solid, dude.
6: I really do. Well, considering that's the and that's the one thing is how much they consider the strength of schedule. If our strength of schedule is top fifteen, and we end up getting this twentieth, and we get this twentieth win, and then lose to North Carolina, who's got an RPI of like six. Like, it just it makes, you know, zero sense to me. Um, yeah, yeah. Again, uh, it still has a lot to do with what's going on. It has a lot to do with what's going on with this game on CBS right now with Loyola Chicago and Middle Tennessee State whenever they play in their tournament, Nevada. There's a lot of teams that – those are the variables we talk about, and hopefully we can just figure out once and for all the deal with this quadrant crap and yeah, well, no, how much oh, NCA is going to put into it and –
3: I'm telling you right now, man. We it's gonna be a, interesting. We have a we're we still are gonna do in the postseason. We're gonna do the NCAA stuff. And, Regardless,
6: like we did last year, yeah.
3: Right, and also we're gonna do the we're gonna do another episode on the NCAA itself. Like we we're talking, we'll put something together. For oh that. yeah.
6: But wouldn't it be so much easier if we just made the NCAA tournament and, yeah, didn't and I didn't have to have talk to about bad to two bad. different tournaments?
3: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's
6: true. Because, like, now we've got to talk about the NIT tournament because Syracuse is in it. If Syracuse made the NCAA tournament, then we wouldn't say anything about the NIT no. tournament. No, so no, now we got to, you know. Yeah. So That's just extra work. Come on, Cuse. I know. Let's do this.
3: Beat Wake Forest. I think if we beat Wake Forest, we're in. That's what I think. That's what I think. You can beat Wake Forest, you can lose to North Carolina, and still get in. That's that's I'm sticking to that. So, well, and and that's a possibility, man. That's so. That is so. But there are games in between then and now that can change that. Here we go. Here we go. I know. I know. All right. So (laughs) here's the deal. They're playing games every day. We're not going to be able to get to uh, record episodes that fast. Being that, you know, this is our hobby. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, we will have to see what happens. And if we can get to, um, to, to do a, a, to record another show, we absolutely will. Um, so, you know, we'll just have to, we'll just have to wait and see on that. But if you subscribe to whatever platform you listen on, we'll be in your library if one does come up. So that's it, Joe. Um, We'll just have to see, and we'll get back to do another show as soon as possible. So, remember, stick around. At the end of this episode, I stuck in that uh, Lawrence Moten tribute that that Q's TV put together. It's really good. So, check it out. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Later.
5: Peace. Syracuse basketball legend, Lawrence
4: Moten. (laughs) Lawrence Moten came to Syracuse after starring at Archbishop Carroll in DC and the New Hampton School in New Hampshire. Moton immediately made an impact on the court and connected with the Syracuse fans. With his signature knee-high socks, Moten started all but three games in four years. Lawrence's knack for scoring was noticed immediately. As a freshman, Moten averaged 18 points per game and scored 583 for the season. Moten's freshman run resulted in being named Big East Rookie of the Year and Third Team All-Conference. When the dust settled on four prolific seasons, Moten ended his career not only as Syracuse's all-time leading scorer with 2,334 points, but also the Big East's all-time leader, a record he still holds to this day. Lawrence is the only orange player to score at least 500 points in each of four seasons. During Moten's time on campus, team accomplishments included a Big East championship and a Sweet 16. After finishing at Syracuse, Moten took his smooth style to the NBA for three seasons with the Grizzlies and his hometown Wizards before playing abroad. Moten has devoted his post-playing days to coaching and giving back to the game he loves. Lawrence Moten, one of the great scorers that's ever played at Syracuse. Still the all-time leading scorer in the Big East Conference. Unbelievable accomplishment. He scored 18 every game he played here, it seemed like, without any effort. Uh, uh, Just you look at the stat sheet after the game, Lawrence has got 18 every game for four years. That's hard to do. Great player. Congratulations, Lawrence. Well-deserved to be up in the rafters.
5: Syracuse University Chancellor Kent Simmerude and Director of Athletics John Wildhack on the court is our guy, his daughters Laurencia and Lilena, and his guest, former football player Al Wooten and Syracuse basketball great John Wallace. Let's give them a Syracuse Orange welcome.
6: It down a little bit we it.
5: And now. Please turn your attention to the top of section 309 as we unveil Lawrence Moten's number 21 jersey for permanent recognition inside the Carrier Dome. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, Lawrence Moten is being presented a number 21 frame jersey in recognition of this special day.
7: Okay, okay, okay. First of all, I want to thank my family and friends, you know, that couldn't be here. You know, it was a tough ride from DC, Maryland, Virginia area, but they're with me in spirit. Thank my two beautiful daughters that came here to support me today. You know, they're beautiful girls. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I definitely want to thank all my fans and friends for giving me the love. And the support for four years, you know, I truly consider Syracuse my second home. You guys have showed me a lot of love, a lot of love. <laughs> one, one quick special thing that you guys got to understand and, and really take heed to what I'm saying. Um, this is—I'll be the third guy from the Washington D.C. area to have my jersey retired at Syracuse. First, there's Dave Bing. Great man, great man. Second, there's Sherman Douglas. Great player, great player. And I'll be the third guy, so understand this. That officially makes us three Georgetown Georgetown Killers. Yeah. I, I truly, I truly appreciate the love and the support. For, for those who don't know, I'm back in the D- De- I'm back in the Syracuse area, you know, and, and I have a lot of love from South Bricks, to Skinny Alice to Auburn and Camillus, I love all of you, understand that. I I truly, truly, truly love all of you. And last but not least, I'm having a nice, you know, event this afternoon, seven o'clock, for all of my family and friends. I want you to come out, it's at the Hotel Syracuse, and it's my way to show you all that I appreciate the love you've given me. Thank you very much.
5: There he is, Poetry in Moten. Ladies and gentlemen, the Big East and Syracuse all-time leading scorer, Big East Rookie of the Year, three-time All-Big East First Team Selection, Lawrence
1: Moten. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. indeed.com slash match terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed the nba finals are heating up looking for hot takes on all the postseason action the old man in the three presented by bmw is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage host and former nba sharpshooter jj reddick not only has a plugged in perspective on the action from his time in the league but he's also announcing the games in real time for espn